0: Unlock your success with Melissa Van Oss, Flame Formula, Confidence Building, and Best Seller Secrets. Join our exclusive interview with three-time best-selling author and mindset expert, Melissa Van Oss. In this enlightening chat, Melissa shares insights from her life, her unique approach to confidence building, and the story that won her the Storyteller of the Year Award. She introduces the Flame Formula, a revolutionary method for overcoming life obstacles. Melissa also reveals how her Trust the Process book program helps aspiring authors reach number one bestseller status. Debunking Common Myths. Tune in to discover how to harness your story for success. Welcome to the Wellness-Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Let me share with you a little bit more about the guests that we have here today. Melissa Van Ost is a distinguished mindset expert and three time best selling author known for inspiring organizational growth. A sought after speaker, she has been recognized as a top business leader to watch in 2023 and won the NAMCA Storyteller of the Year award. Her successful Trust the Process book marketing program has produced 11 consecutive number one bestsellers and the new releases in just 22 months. I am so pleased to help welcome to the stage, Miss Melissa Van Thanks for having me, April. I appreciate the uh, time we're going to spend together today. I do too. Now, you have some exciting stories. I am so thrilled to be able to share that with our audience today. But let's get started and let them know a little bit more about you.
1: Sure. Um, So I'm originally from a small town in the Midwest. Uh, I always say that, you know, uh, we have one traffic light and probably more soybeans and cows than people. So I grew up in a very um, agricultural area where we did 4-H in the summer and, um, you know, fun farm things. So I'm actually a farm girl at heart. Uh, Fast forward, I graduated from Kent State University, uh, Go on flashes, and um, I started my journey in the business world, um, working and doing outside sales and different things like that. So I've sort of um, always done things where I've done marketing, I've done um, public relations, if you will, and things like that. And then, of course, you know, during COVID, many of us had that time to sit and be quiet a little bit and and pull out some of those projects that, you know, have been on the back burner. And um, that's how the books came about. And um, so during COVID, I was like, yeah, let's use some time and do some self-development. So ended up writing some books along the way. And, you know, just as um, things, you know, happen the book program came as a result, and, and so, yeah, it's been a fun journey of almost, I like to say, like country mouse to city mouse, um, <laughs> because now I live in uh, D.C., and I'm very urban. Um glad the sirens aren't going off out my window anymore from a few minutes ago,
0: so... <laughs> it's been a fun ride. <laughs> well, and there's there's such contrasting differences between the city and the farm life isn't there. But what I appreciate so much, Melissa, about that, that diverse background where you have an idea of, of one and the other and what it's like and being able to really fully live and thrive and survive in all of that, it brings so much a colorful value to your audience because you've had all of these different experiences. Now, you mentioned in the intake form that you had some evil Knievel sort of experiences in farm life. And so what child doesn't, right, when you just have the one stoplight and you just have, you know, the land and the earth as your playground, you really get to experience it out fully. So tell us a little bit about that experience, because I thought it was really fun. Okay, so um, my grandparents have a 25 acre
1: farm. So as you can imagine, you know, uh, and this is let's say I'm going to date myself a little bit. But so um, 80s time period or so, you know, we were the, the generation still where we could go out and ride our bikes and be outside all day with pretty much, you know, no adult supervision, let's face it. So we would be out on the farm playing and and getting in different, you know, adventures um, and things like that. And one uh, weekend we were um, at my uncle's house who has a um, actual farm as well that was um, an actual fully functioning um, barn and work farm at one point. So they have the complete barn with the silos and the animal areas and the hayloft and all that fun stuff. So was me, my sister, my cousin, and then the one family in town who had um, like eight kids in the family. So it was a bunch of boys and like three girls or something in their family and all of me and my sisters and we're like all girls. So I don't know, you know, we're like bored out playing in the barn and we decide that we're going to ride our bike off the roof of the barn. Now, to set this up, we didn't just like fall onto the ground. Um, My... My grandfather's business um, was he was a um, he held sawdust to local stables and barns and uh, for like show horses for their bedding and things. So, you know, when they would have an overload of material, it would be stacked behind my uncle's barn. And so these would be uh, like twenty five. 30 foot high piles of the sawdust. And so we made like this little kid uh, ladder, if you will. And we climbed up the ladder through the barn, the hayloft and everything. And we took turns lifting the bike up to each other until we finally got the bike to the top of the barn. And this was the type of barn that had the kind of a flat, you know, type as opposed to a triangle barn style. So it was like a flat barn in the back. So yeah, as soon as we got the bike up there, some of the boys were like the first brave souls that said, we'll try it out. They flew their bike off there landed in the sawdust. It was a big hit. So each of us then ran down again and we took our turn. So, I mean, we did a lot of work to ride our bike off the barn, but let me tell you, it was awesome. Like you went flying off there. It was like wind beneath your wings. It was awesome until we looked down the street And we could see my uncle's big truck coming down the road.
0: And Uh we're like, oh,
1: no, right? Like, holy. And so it was one of those moments. All the kids are like, our brains are scattering. Like, what's going to happen? Like, oh, no, no. We're in big, big, big trouble. And so we're like, so what to do? We either leave the bike up there because we're going to or we take it down one last person because either way, we're all going to get in trouble anyway. So someone flew it off the one last time. And we all tried to get down to the bottom of the barn before he pulled up. And we, of course, were small and we couldn't make it. So as soon as we hit the ground, he was already standing there waiting for us. And he's like, you go call your mother right now. <laughs> so we all got in trouble. We were <laughs> never allowed to play there anymore. Um, and that was uh, the last time we got to play Evil Knievel off the barn,
0: unfortunately. <laughs> uh that's you know, you know not like i'm going to be an advocate for that safety first and at the same time it is experiencing life again and just being kids right it's it's the meeting fears. the fears and i think that so much of that is lost as we come into adulthood or if we weren't giving the opportunities to to play full out as children, where mm-hmm. sometimes you aren't given that opportunity, especially the way that we have designed the world now. And again, not that I'm a prop- proponent to uh to ha- to say that to do anything like that, but it's stepping into uh, the fears in some capacity, shape or form. And I know Melissa, you talk a little bit about that, and you come across that often when you work with people who are writing their stories? Yeah, most certainly, because, you know, it's very scary to
1: uh, put your creative endeavors out for the world, you know, because most people, I think, um, and certainly now with the advent of social media and just everyone feeling ultra connected and, and available on and these things, it gives it opens us up to way more criticism than previous generations had to deal with you used to just yeah. have to deal with your neighbors your hometown friends you know and not get in trouble in this little um vacuum if you will now the world is not a vacuum so if you put something and you know put something out there a lot of people aren't even realizing that's there forever it's yeah. not like riding your bike off the barn and having that memory in there versus like the vo- footage of you and now who know you know people doing these pranks and now there could be actual legal repercussions and things so i think it's it's one of those things too where because of some of those things it can be hard to say i want to feel the fear and do it anyway Mm. um you know kind of like emotionally or even like physically with our bodies you know because we'll tell ourselves these different things so you know with authors especially it's it's very like okay get it out and you, you get the story going and then it, it, it become it can become that um, clutching kind of feel to it, right? Because now you've made this book and it's very much, you know, I taught I put analogy a lot, like it almost takes in some cases, almost the time it takes for a baby to be born that a book can be created in by the time you do the cover and the formatting and the editing and the proofreading and the design and all the back and forth. It's a long process. And so then when it's Hatched, it's birthed, it's here in the world. Now we can have a tendency to clutch our baby, right, and be overprotective of our baby because mm-hmm. it's our baby, you know. And we we could take it personal with how people react to that. And so, I would definitely say, being an author or entrepreneur or human at this point, <laughs> post COVID, we kind of have to have that thick skin a little bit to say, you know what now more than ever people feel that they have these vehicles to have an opinion about everything and some people only have time to have opinions about other people's lives so i'm only going to focus on me what i think about and what i believe in and those criticisms then can have the value taken away and they you know you can be a little more like superman or you know let it bounce off you like a little bit easier you know to take the sting away so i think in the sharing of that it can you have to go through that whole kind of arc of that process to eventually detach, mm. you know, and I think detachment is very important in all like all all of our daily lives, you know, to like detach from our outcomes and yeah. what we think should happen or ought to or should. Like there's a lot of things like we can detach from <laughs> and yeah. that can bring us a lot of you know, freedom and joy, I think, in doing so.
0: Absolutely. And it makes me think that it's a form of interdependence. And when we talk about, you know, putting ourselves out there, sharing our stories, there is such an immense amount of growth, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all of those things, immense amount of growth. And and I like to say that often is I talk about speaking. And when you start to speak and share your story, you know, regardless of where you're at at life, regardless of what you're doing, you don't have to be a, you know, a professional public speaker speaker or anything to, to you know, put yourself out there and share your story. But it, it's not about that. It's about the growth. It's about the process of, and it's about us expanding ourselves as human beings in order to evolve into a higher version of ourselves. So when we and, and I really love Melissa that you talked about the, the aspect, Oh, now I lost my words, but, um, and I mentioned the interdependence, uh, what, what did I, what did I relate really interdependence to remind me now?
1: <laughs> You're right. Uh,
0: interdependence on, uh, the relationships, the outcomes, things
1: along those lines. Yeah.
0: Well, it's, it just gives you that sense of freedom when you do disconnect that was the word the disconnecting um learning how to do that not to take things personally reading the four agreements over and over and over until it sticks because <laughs> you do i know i have to read that often and i probably am about time for it and so it it is we we come across this Bombardment of our thoughts of what other people are going to think. Public speaking is one of the most feared things for human beings. And we could go deeply into that of why, on a biological aspect, we are historically being, you know, burnt at the cross or beheaded because we spoke up in public. And so there's this innate fear of speaking out because we want so badly to be accepted by our fellow humans. And so Melissa, what is the way that you guide people through, you know, initially just to to have a little bit more comfort in that in order to take the first step forward?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, one of the first things I always talk about with people is this idea of, you know, being able to go inward So that you can understand yourself, what makes you tick, you know, those various things. So that when you go outward again and can face the world, we can start to take our emotions off the table a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, unfortunately, we're very reactive right now in our society. There's not a lot of two-way street dialogues happening. It's very like, "You, you don't like my opinion, I don't like you, you know. And this has led to, like, absolutes and things being black and white. You know, you like this or that, or it's day or night, yes or no. And me, I'm like, I live in a gray area. I live in sparkle. I live in color, you know? And when sometimes when you paint a painting, it gets messy on their little paint palette, right? You know, they're mixing colors. But the end result of what they show to us is a beautiful, you know, image at the end of the day. But you have to sometimes get messy in order to do that. And I think a lot of people... Um, are afraid to feel that messiness somewhat, that journey of that messiness to get to that final outcome where they can say, you know what, I'm okay. It's okay to be authentic. And -hmm. and actually now more than ever with all the social media and all the influencers and just this culture that we're living in, we've got this impression that we want to be homogeneous. We want everyone to be the same but guess what? Everyone is not the same. We were not all meant to be the same. We were all not meant to be born to the people we were born to and walk the lies and be this person and that person. There's not one personality type for
0: a reason, I think, you know, so when it makes a lot more exciting and colorful life to live because we're different. (laughs)
1: We're not all the same, you know, and, and, you know, I think that's that's sort of like where we've disconnected the dialogue you know with with where we are certainly in our country about you know people want to fit in so much and then they put labels on and then the labels get you not to fit in with other people and it like so it's it's like this mm-hmm. very messed up jigsaw puzzle where the the image is messed up and you're only trying to sh- put the pieces together with the you know the shapes which could probably take a lot longer and so i think it when we are able to be happy with who we are embrace our talents embrace our abilities Um, toot our own horn, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and acknowledge that the more we acknowledge and validate ourselves and the things that we accomplish, the more we build our inner confidence, somewhat of a reserve, you know, if you will, the more you build it up. So the, in times of those criticisms or those people that are harsh to you, or they don't like your idea, or they think you're crazy or whatever for saying something it's, it's easier to deal with. Um, And, The more I think that we can get back to, or I don't know if we were ever there or if we want to get back to it, I'm not sure, but we want to, I think, be the type of society that embraces, you know, and I think this is why our country was founded. Everyone from everywhere was allowed to come here. It's a melting pot of different things. So I think we need to start, you know. First, embracing ourselves so that we can then start to look at our world around us and get back to that idea, like a melting pot idea. We don't want everyone to look and be like us. We can't grow. We can't learn. Um, you know, we can't uh, see something from someone else's perspective. You know, it's. I was liking it to if you've never gone to a fine restaurant, you don't know. Maybe there's places that have tablecloths and extra forks on the table and and this whole procedure that goes along with that. If you've only been able to experience, uh, you know, home cooking or a fast food life, you know, because of your circumstances, you need people to say, there's other things. Let's, let's get you there. You know, life is beautiful. Life is colorful. We
0: don't want to be black and white, I think, anymore. (laughs) No. And, and it just, it's, ever expansive, right? All of the things and all of the knowledge, and it really can open us up to exploring that when, when we do allow for that. So that is a really cool analogy. I like that. And uh, Melissa, we're going to move into the first commercial. And when we get back, let's talk about the story that won you a great award. Stay tuned. Are you ready to take control of your ride to wellness? Rev up with Driven Livin. Visit www.drivenliving.com and buckle up for a journey. Get exclusive access to our wellness-driven life show guest portal, where you can dive deep into the minds of our esteemed guests. Sign up for our newsletter and get insider scoops on these distinguished personalities. It's like having a backstage pass to their life-changing wisdom. But that's not all. You'll also receive a free hug. You heard me right, a free hug. An enlightening ebook from the Driven Living team. Discover the science-backed benefits of hugging yourself. It's a fill-up for your wellness tank. Because at Driven Living, we believe in fueling your journey to wellness, both physically and psychologically. So what are you waiting for? Visit www.drivenliving.com today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back. Now, Melissa, you recently won the Storyteller of the Year Award. What was that story that won you this award? Yes.
1: uh, So um, I was totally surprised because I thought, there was only one award to be won. And my good co-friend, my friend, he won that award. So um, when they called my name, I was definitely kind of surprised. But the story I um, told is, uh, so we're going to go back to the 80s, flashback time, you know, today, and we're going to go to the 80s when I was a kid growing up in the Midwest, like we mentioned before, and I was a young entrepreneur, and I had my very first job or my very first business, a paper route. So yes, I was a paper boy. Um, and um, so I did this for many years. And, you know, I've come home from school, uh, roll up my papers, get ready to um, jump on my huffy bike. You remember the banana seats. And uh, I'd have my Walkman. My favorite single of Hey Mickey would be in my ears. And I would, <laughs> you know, go on my route and toss the papers along the way. And on one particular day as I'm moving along the route, Um, I'm up almost to about where my best friend's house is, and her mom happens to be a volunteer firefighter. So as I got closer to the house, I could see her running out, you know, in a hurry, obviously with her stuff on to go to a call. So I say, you know, good luck, hope everything's good. And I continue on my route, and I have probably about five or six houses left till I get to my street. Now, mind you, this paper route um, was Basically, I go out of my house, turn right, go till the stop sign, ends the street, ends dead ends, turn left, go about 50 feet, turn another left, go to that street, dead end stops, turn another left, and then I go home. So basically, one rectangle was my paper route. So not, you know, a very long amount of time at all to do this thing. And so that's the time I get to the stop sign at my house for my street to go home. I turn my head down the street and I see the ambulance and the police and the fire trucks and everyone at my house. And so it like dawns on me as I pedal up, you know, oh, my friend's mom was going to my house. My house was on fire. I was the call that she was going to. And so, you know, we stood there in disbelief, obviously, um, as pretty much everything like went up before our eyes we lost everything that day <laughs> except for the clothes on our back um, so it was definitely an experience that um you never forget um, and you can choose to respond one way or another to it um, so that's the story that was shared um, wasn't the evil knievel story but um <laughs> it was more about this um event that happened and then ended up that two times growing up our house burned down so it wasn't enough that that happened to us one time but twice uh we lost everything so it's um i always say like when people are like oh baby pictures and whatever i'm like my youngest sister has baby pictures and memories but i i don't have any like childhood memories like 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 most people like photo albums so yeah unless it was at grandma and grandpa's house those went up in smoke. So it was definitely an experience to remember.
0: Well, I would venture to say, Melissa, because of those experiences, it really allowed you to, to shift in life when needed and, and handle situations uh, a little more gracefully, more in preparation of that. Because you know, when we have things happen so drastically, so intensely, you lost everything except for the clothes on your back. You know, you had to, you were forced to uh, shift direction, shift gears, and to adapt to this new environment, new life. And so, you know, you've talked about, I was a, I was a, you know, very small town girl, grew up with not a lot of things, not a lot of ideas to expand the mind and then ventured out into the city life where things are busy and there's so much and it's kind of like this ongoing excitement because it's busy all the time. But being able to, you know, do that and explore that, certainly it it was helpful, I would imagine, based on the experiences that you had, even though it didn't feel good at the moment. I think so because
1: I think... What happened to me in that moment is I think I realized, you know, you can look at this thing, you know, obviously it's bad that this has happened. But there were some, you know, silver linings, right, um, that you can look at. For example, I love spending time on my grandparents' farm, you know. And so we, I would always try to be out there every weekend spending the night if I could. But, you know, can't always do that. But when we don't have a house to live in. Now I get to move in and, you know, uh, we get a uh, home cooked breakfast every morning instead of cereal at home, you know, and we get to ride the bus instead of walk to school and, you know, so different things. So I sort of like uh, focused my attention on that side of the coin. And I think moving throughout my life, I've certainly um, come to the belief that sometimes in that burning down or you know like mother nature doing something or just some event that happens that we don't have control over a lot of times in those moments we can look at that destruction or the ashes or you know everything that's kind of like been taken away from us and say okay well that's actually a clean slate moment there can Hmm. be freedom in that
0: melissa i'm starting to sense a theme here because as as we talk about this journey that you've experienced through life the burning down of your house not once but more than that and you we've had the experience of of the pandemic globally where we have all had to go into this state of reflection this moment to to kind of understand a little bit of who we are and how we respond to situations like that. And a lot of that came through your writing. And then you do some public speaking, you shift your business in a certain light, and then you win a storyteller award. And through all of that, you've created something new. And the acronym is FLAME. Hence, I sensed a theme here, you know, the, the burning down the, the, the fire, the flames, and then, you know, this rekindling of something new, the, the Phoenix rising from the ashes, so to speak. Now that said, tell us about how you came to the flame acronym, what it is, what it means to you. Sure. So, um,
1: upon reflection, after doing this, um, presentation, you know, at the conference and people coming and giving me, you know, good feedback, I started to actually reflect on, okay, so how did this, um, like me coming out, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm normal. I'm not a normal person, but you know, like not totally like um, wrecked from this situation. So I started thinking about the things that have been important and that I, that I value and I think really can set us uh, up for success, no matter if we have to deal with a small obstacle, like um, what's for dinner, Uh, or to the major stuff, like obviously a tragedy or a major life shift, like pre-COVID, post-COVID life um, that we've experienced. So when we talk about the flame, um, it's this idea that um, each letter takes us closer to coming out the other side, and that rising up from the ashes. So the F, um, as I alluded to a moment ago, is F equals freedom. So the flames allow us to have that clean slate mentality, Um, allow us to, if you want to, I'm from the country, think of a farming analogy. Um, In order to plant a beautiful garden, you have to till and get the land ready and you have to prepare it for the things you want to plant. So when we get this moment of the destruction or obstacles coming up in our life, we can look at that as the opportunity to say, this can be a clean slate moment. We don't have to keep going down the way we were. This this actually is a positive thing that happened to us. And then that leads us to the L, which is all about leveraging that, that, that um, situation that happened to you and looking at it as what's the life lesson that I can learn from it. Now, sometimes there is obviously some periods of time from when you're in it, And it's happening in that moment to where you can start to have that little bit of self reflection. But if we all go into um, life knowing that even obstacles actually are more life lessons at the end, and that everyone as a human will experience certain things, that can give us comfort even in the moment, saying, like, when you have your book, I'm going to give myself a hug. It's going to be okay. Uh, You know, it's going to be okay to get through this. So, we flip it to leverage it. And then that leads us to our A, which is very important. And I think this is, you got from my story, having an adventurous mindset, you know, being open to being uncomfortable, getting outside the box, trying new things, Mm -hmm. um, thinking about what makes you happy. How can you turn your passions into maybe profits, vocation equal vacation, you know? So you, we have a choice to say life is an adventure, When things come up or it's hard, when we go into it thinking everything's hard, it's harder. If we look at it like, oh, okay, this is another adventure. I have to go through my house burned down. Okay. So I'm either going to have fun and learn new things and learn about myself along the way, um, or I can just wallow in this self-pity and this poor me, you know, I'm a victim type of thing. So, you know, Goonies, I think, is uh, kind of refreshed itself and a lot of people know. So be like kind of like a Goonie. They had a big situation they were trying to help their family with. Then they went on this adventure. at people chasing them. They're trying to get the gold, you know, to save the family. It's, it's un, unknown. So it has inherent risk, perceived risks.
0: The 80s were so fun, weren't they? They're coming I, back mm-hmm. and
1: everybody's doing flashback, you know, reboot. So I love you know, it. It has staying power. So if we have that adventurous mindset. That allows us then to be looking at it again. It's our perspective that's changing along this path. And then that takes us to metamorphosis, right? So anytime Mm -hmm. something happens, um, we can have that chance to, as I mentioned before, go inward so we can understand ourselves. So much like the caterpillar has to go in darkness and go through his process or her process or its process um, to become a beautiful butterfly there's darkness before the color, right? So we have to sometimes go through that, but reflect, understand, go through the emotions, you know, allow that whole process to happen for you so that then you can take the space away from it and allow it to change you for the better. And then that leads us to the E of the flame, which is all about evolution. And evolution is just like, our planet Earth, um, it's been ongoing and everlasting for how however long you think the Earth is alive. That's how long we've been changing as the Earth. So, f- as humans, right, we start as babies and now we're grown up. But most th- people think once we're grown up and out of school and you know and those type of things that are 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 changing our evolution is stopped. But our body, our cells, our you know, our brain, our tissue, our organs, things are in our body are renewing all the time, all the time. But we don't think about our mind and ourselves and our ability to evolve every day and get a little better, a little better. Adopt a new habit. You know, go for the the carrot instead of the chip if you're doing health, you know, and wellness. Read a positive mindset book instead of doom scrolling if you're doing you know, personal development. So it's all about taking those small pieces. And then the cumulative effort, you know, uh, effect has great potential.
0: Melissa, this is just fascinating. And you and I are so aligned with our thought process. I appreciate so much the way that you have, you know, leveled this acronym and all of this thought process, you know, the 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 ad, the creative side of us you know when you talked about the metamorphosis we can't have that without the creative aspect with the adventure side we you know so we can't get to the creative state without having this idea that something is worth exploring where we build up the energy for that to to have that creative state of being so the way that you uh navigated these sections is really a beautiful thing and it makes a lot of sense to me the order of thank you i appreciate that you
1: know i i, I try to make it as, as as applicable and user-friendly as possible you know um to think about how we can start to make change in ourselves with it, which then ultimately affect you know our outer world those in our inner circle. And then, you know, I'm all about the ripple effect. You know, if we can start getting the ripple effect of positive things, uh, we can shift our collective, I think, energies in the world and start to, you know, have more people realize they can have a, a life of purpose and happiness. And just because bad things happen to us, that doesn't make us special, really. I mean, because bad things happen to everyone, you know, but we what you know, do well. with it it's how we respond to it. How do we charge our emotions around it, you know? And, mm-hmm. and it's even interesting when I was thinking about doing this book and and thinking about this time uh, of my life, this, you know, these chapters of my life, I was thinking, you know, like that happened to us, but we have a lot of family stories, you know, and like uh, urban legends, if you will, in our family. And a lot of things that people did that sort of still get talked about, you know, like they love telling the story of when I was a kid and I sort of like wrecked the car into my grandfather's Cadillac limousines, Um, you know, like that. But um, the story of the house burning down and things, it was it wasn't ever like something that was super talked about or, or a lot of things like that. It was more like we just it happened, we move on, you know, now you get a house later and you focus on that. And, and then you focus on the positive things of those silver linings, like I said. And I think it it just really allows you to, to set yourself up in a way that's like, um, whatever happens, I will be okay. And guess what? I can ask for help in certain situations too, you know? And I think a lot of people that go through things, Um, If they don't have the support system or even like these principles and ideas to help them, you can get stuck, you know, and you can get wrapped up in that. And, you know, my hope is that by looking at these other people doing these certain things um, as well, you can take um, hope and inspiration from that and adapt it to yourself as well.
0: Ah, oh, it's beautiful. Melissa Van Ost, everyone, my gosh, you have so much insight to share and to gift that with the people that surround you. It's absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. Is there anything else you want to share with our audience today?
1: I would just say, uh, I would share with you to embrace, um, and, um, work to ignite and then continue to fuel your inner flame. Because I think when we start to adapt these ideas of freedom and leveraging and adventurous mindset, metamorphosis and evolution, it really like can go into a lot of different areas. And, you know, whether you're a business owner, sometimes even with that, you can be afraid to take a risk because, you know, you don't want to ruffle the feathers. But I mean... It was pretty weird a long time ago to have movies delivered to your house from a subscription system. (laughs) Anyone ever heard of Netflix or a self-driving car? You know, uh, these things just used to be crazy ideas. So I just say walk in what, you know, what your truth is. Um, Be supported and know that there's other Uh, crazy folks out here that we will support your journey, you know, as you walk through and and fuel your flame, um, because I think it really can unlock your unlimited potential when you just really know that you do have unlimited potential. And there's a lot of people out here like myself and April, we're ready to support, share, you know, be about what you're about. and, And let's all make some great impact out here in the world.
0: Mm, awesome. Awesome. Well, well said. Thank you so much, Melissa. I want to make sure everyone knows where to find you and connect with Melissa Vanoss. That's her handle across the board. She likes to uh, have the playground of LinkedIn. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I love LinkedIn. I have uh, met uh, you. So many awesome people on LinkedIn. I will say LinkedIn's my jam and I'm always on there. Um, so yeah, let's connect. Let's chat. Any aspiring authors, of course, out there, um, let's talk, because there's so many stories that need to be told, and now we have the ability to do it in these times of great modern technology, so it makes it a lot easier, and for people that can really um, take that maybe off their bucket list of things, finally,
0: uh, in uh, in their
1: lifetime as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Melissa, I I've got to say I really do love the way that you navigate this through with people that you guide them through this experience and this journey because it is an experience and a journey. And again, going back to one of the most uh, healing and, you know, growth expansion experiences that we can put ourselves through. So, thank you for being there along the ride with everyone. And I want to say thank you so much for being our guest on the Wellness Driven Life Show. It was an honor to have you here with us today. And thank you so much to our audience. Without you, the show wouldn't be possible. So goodbye for now. And we will see you next time.